Welcome to the Trio Podcast, introducing Landon, Brady, and Amelia. In today's podcast, we will be talking about the chilling true case of the Baraboon Bonebreaker. If you like this podcast, make sure to tune in for more next week. A 13-year-old boy by the name of Thaddeus Phillips was sleeping on his living room couch after a hard day of unboxing from moving into their new home in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Thaddeus was awakened abruptly by someone who he thought could have been his dad, picking him up and carrying him to where he assumed would be his room. So Thaddeus just continued to sleep. But when Thaddeus awoke, he realized he was outside and was confronted by a man, Joseph Clark. Joseph came off con and almost caring in a sense, introducing himself and telling personal stories about his life. That gained the trust of Thaddeus. So Joseph asked Thaddeus if he would like to come hang out. Thaddeus complied and followed him into his car, where he was taken back to Joseph's house. After they arrived at the house, Joseph and Thaddeus went inside and went upstairs. When Thaddeus was not paying attention, Joseph threw him under the dirty bed in the corner of the room and proceeded to jump on top of Thaddeus' chest. After some struggle, Joseph eventually was able to grab a hold of Thaddeus' ankle and began to twist it until his bones broke and shattered. Thaddeus underwent 43 hours of grueling torture and was assured of his death. In the 43 hours, Thaddeus has attempted to escape, but three times, with only one of them ever being successful. Each time he failed to escape, the punishments got worse and worse. Joe proceeded to lock up Thaddeus in a dingy closet where he spent the rest of his time. He was beaten and tortured mercilessly, worse than ever before. The first escape attempt from Thaddeus didn't go as planned. He tried to make a run for it, but Joe stopped him immediately and continued to break his bones and his feet, hands, and arms. On the second attempt, Thaddeus snuck downstairs and remained undetected from Joe and his girlfriend. After some time, Joe left, but sooner than Thaddeus realized, returned home. Just as see Thaddeus was making a run for the back door, Joe tackled him to the ground and locked him up for good in Joe's dirty broom closet. On the third attempt, when Joe was out partying, Thaddeus found a guitar in the broom closet in a desperation to escape, Thaddeus beat down the closet door and stumbled all the way downstairs on two broken ankles. Thaddeus then called the police and told them what happened. After a few minutes, Thaddeus heard police sirens outside and did not hesitate to run out of the house. Later, the police raided the party Joe was at and arrested him. Joseph Clark, who was only 17 at the time of the crime, had a weird obsession with the sound of breaking bones. In an interview, Joe exclaimed that the sound of bones breaking helped him relax and deal with everyday stresses and problems in life. After Joseph's arrest, there were conversations he had with other prisoners stating he has done this before and bragged about him killing another kid. On the 4th of July, 1994, 14-year-old Chris Steiner went missing from his bedroom in Baraboo, Wisconsin. He had a shift at his new job that morning, and when his parents went to wake him up at 6.15 a.m., he was nowhere to be found. Chris's father told the police that he checked on his son the night before at 10 p.m. He was asleep in his bed at that time. This would be the last time anyone saw Chris alive. An investigation of the property would find that the screen to the ground floor bedroom window has been slashed. Muddy footprints were found throughout the inside of the house and two ground floor patio doors were unlocked. His parents and the police initially agreed that most likely scenario was a simple case of a teenage boy sneaking out to a party or to see a girl. It was the 4th of July weekend after all. But as the hours turned into days and Chris didn't arrive back home looking sheepish and apologetic, this theory started to weaken. Another theory police would come up with was that Chris had run away. But his parents, however, were not on board with this theory. They knew their son and that he was excited about his new job and everything was fine at home. No. 
They insisted Chris had no reason to run away. On the 10th of July, while the police were no further forward in their investigation, a body was found in the Wisconsin River and dental records would confirm that it was the body of Chris Steiner. The body was badly decomposed and bloated for many days in the water and the police had no clues on as to how Chris ended up there. The cause of his death was listed as drowning in the manner as undetermined. And this is how it would stay until Thad Phillips taught Joe Clark a lesson about strength and determination. The day of the trial was an entire mess. How so? Well, he got shot. How? Right before he was about to enter the courtroom. Who shot him? Some 15-year-old. Just some random 15-year-old? Some random 15-year-old. Wait, it says here that his name is... It says here, Joe Clark was found guilty of harm to a child, child enticement, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, mayhem, plus mental harm to a child. Let's talk about the court case. It says that before Thaddeus' uh, court case, he got shot. How'd that happen? Like, a day before or at the, on the day of the trial? Thaddeus was shot on the day of the trial by a man named Michael Hipsch. After the trial, Joe Clark owed Thaddeus $21 million for damages and medical fees. And after all this time, Thaddeus has still never received this $21 million. Was it all for like medical fees or were, like, were there different charges? $6 million were for compensation, $15 million was for punitive damages, and 31566 in medical damages. And he never got his money? Well, a GoFundMe was started in April of 2023. Olga Johnson and her husband set up a GoFundMe with a $10,000 goal to help their son. During the trial, Joe pleaded not guilty due to reason of insanity, but the jury didn't believe he was insane. Is he still able to walk after all of that? Well, after all the surgeries, uh, he's able to walk, but he still continues to walk with a limp. So why do you think he did all this, Joe Clark? Do you, like, do you think it's something with his childhood? Like, what was his life like? Well, judging by what most serial killers go through in their childhood, I'd say he was plain neglected, and that's why he has this very strange obsession with the sound of breaking bones. But I've never heard of, like, bone breaking being something that serial killers do. Well, I mean, there's not much information on his childhood, but I'd have to say it was something that just triggered him when he was younger. You think he was, like, neglected? Most likely. So where were Joe's parents during all of this? Were they, like, on a trip, or were they just not in his life anymore? Well, I would assume they were just, you know, minding their own business at the time. I mean, Joe was 17, so, I mean, he couldn't have been moving out. I don't know how he would sneak them or sneak Thaddeus into their house without them knowing. I would assume, though, he probably didn't live with his parents. I mean, he might have had a bad home life if that was the case. Also, the 15-year-old who shot Thaddeus, Michael, uh, was also a sex offender. Is there any information on who he assaulted? I think it's because since he was so young, they wouldn't make them kind of records public. Well, that was a nice story, but this is pretty much all the information we have on it. Well, thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you hear, please go to our YouTube channel and make sure to subscribe.